From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, January 24th. It's been five months since Crystal Turner and Kylan Schulte were found murdered outside of Moab. The community continues to grieve and look for answers. Over the weekend, people gathered to see a sculpture dedicated to the couple. KZMU's Justin Higginbottom reports. Kylan's father, Sean Paul Schulte, is passing out roses and sunflowers to those gathered at the Grand County Public Library. They were Kylan and Crystal's favorites and the inspiration behind a new sculpture celebrating their lives. It's the absolute epitome of Kylan and Crystal. I mean, Kylan was tall and would look over Crystal would curl around her and look up at her. Local artist Ekaterina Tartarovich created the sculpture called In Memory of Kylan and Crystal. After today, you can see it in a sunny spot in the corner of the library. The blue stones are azurite and malachite. And where'd they come from? They came from... Blue Crystal Mines is the name. It's in Lisbon Valley. Okay. Just in LaSalle. Here's the artist speaking to the crowd. Within their eyes, you can see that spark of love, of kind of unapologetically enjoying life. To me, that is the essence of creativity and living a life that has, you know, that is meaningful and truly honors the gift of life. And that is what was most special and most beautiful about them. The part that saddens me the most is that this killer is just a symptom of the sadistic direction our society is sliding into. The fact that the killer felt it was appropriate for him to extinguish this beautiful light is hurtful on such a profound and deep level to me. I do not want to live in a society or community where sadism is the norm we want to live in. I want to live in a society that strives toward the light. This is why I feel it is so important to remember and preserve the light, the light that so many of us could feel and see in Crystal and Kylan. And here's Kylan's father, who has been visiting Moab to collect tips in person since his daughter's death. The girls really loved Moab. They loved all of you. They still do. From now on, let's all be crystal clear. Don't mix up your words. Don't mix up your descriptions. If something bad happens and you see something bad, think of an eye color, a license plate, a a vehicle make, model, car color. If, If your friend says, oh my God, I feel threatened or whatever, might not be a joke, might be real. So we want to be crystal clear in what we say to people. And obviously we want to do it in a Kylan kind way, because that's how Kylan was. She was sweet and kind and innocent and young at heart. Last week, the Grand County Sheriff's Department released an update on their investigation. The release says that the FBI continues to assist and there are persons of interest. The department also warned against sharing information on social media, which they say could be dangerous. If you have any information related to the murders of Kylan and Crystal, contact the Grand County Sheriff's Department. You can find their number in the show notes. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. As the Biden administration aims to speed up the transition away from fossil fuels and combat climate change, many of the battles between conservationists and business interests are being waged over federal land across the vast mountain west. 
Milwaukee of KHOL Jackson reports from Wyoming, where millions of acres and thousands of livelihoods are at stake. Ann Chambers' nobles roots run deep in Sublet County. She's owned a cattle ranch for years in Cora, population 142. My husband and I have descendants of the longest continuous black Angus herd in the state of Wyoming. One of Noble's many side hustles is being a local writer and historian. And she says it's pretty hard to tell the story of Sublet County without mentioning fossil fuels, and in particular, a natural gas boom that occurred in the late 90s and early 2000s. This was the, the best of times and the worst of times. And it really was that all in the same sentence. The local well count exploded from just 58 in 1997 to more than 1,300 only four years later. Noble says nearly every aspect of local life was affected by the boom. We went from barely being able to pay salaries for teachers, our classrooms were getting too big, to huge revenues available for our schools. We were one of the first schools in the nation that bought every kid a computer. But there were also downsides. Noble remembers feeling like all of a sudden she should lock her doors because she didn't know all of her neighbors. Impacts on wildlife and drinking water have also been well documented. The pollution was was terrible. And I remember that vividly. I remember I had um, high school daughters that we had to decide as parents whether we were going to have them go to ski practice or not. The ozone level was so dangerous it wasn't safe for them to be exercising outside. Ten miles from Noble's Ranch, there are still natural gas rigs dotting the sagebrush landscape and groaning with the wind over a decade after the boom died down. About 80% of the land leased for drilling in Sublette County is federal, and several fossil fuel companies looking for their next hotspot think there might be more resources available here. Steve Degenfelder is land manager for Kirkwood Oil and Gas, based in Casper. He prospects for new mining and drilling spots across the West. So uh, rest assured that most of the actions that, that we propose involve the federal government. I deal with them on a daily, daily basis, not just hypothetical. But since the Biden administration came to power, he says it's been difficult to do his job. In early 2021, the Interior Department suspended new oil and gas leasing on public land, a decision that was reversed later in the year due to various legal challenges. And while a delayed sale is expected in 2022, hundreds of parcels, including many in Sublet County, are no longer on the market because of environmental concerns. Degenfelder disagrees with that choice. You know, we're in between a rock and a hard place. You know, we've exposed a bunch of money, but we can't develop any prospect until we have the lease picture. The Interior Department also recently announced that a complete overhaul of the federal oil and gas leasing system, both on and offshore, is in order. And many conservationists are welcoming of the move, including Jesse Prentice Dunn, policy director for the Center for Western Priorities. The laws are 100 years old, and the industry gets to dictate almost every step from where they want to drill, the low rates they pay to get the leases, the low rates they pay to taxpayers when they drill it, and then uh, the requirements to clean it up. Prentice Dunn says Wyoming's resources for recreation or renewable energy shouldn't take a back seat to fossil fuels. He also argues that the president's actions haven't been that disruptive. In fact, the number of active oil and gas drilling rigs in Wyoming tripled during the leasing pause. Right now, there are more than 25 million acres of our public lands that are leased for oil and gas, and about half of those are just sitting idle. They got a huge stockpile. They got thousands of drilling permits that have been approved 
but they haven't used. For now, the leasing system will continue as it has been, with minimal changes despite all the noise from the federal government. Back at her ranch, Noble says many locals would welcome future leasing for the jobs, but others are against any new development. Her opinion lands somewhere in the middle. I guess we all have to recognize that we are part of the demand. And if we're part of the demand, we're enabling that drilling. They've got to get it somewhere. It's here. The question is whether Sublette County will see another drilling boom or if the country will decide Wyoming's fossil fuels are better off staying in the ground. For KHOL and Rocky Mountain Community Radio, I'm Will Walkie in Cora, Wyoming. This story is part of a collaboration with Rocky Mountain Community Radio, focusing on fossil fuel transitions in the West. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, January 24th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.